let's just open up with a word of prayer. Dear merciful Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you um, for the opportunity we have to learn and to grow together. God, we just ask um, that this time would be uh, helpful and beneficial to all of us, Lord, um, as we learn and grow um, in you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. So, um, today I'm talking about how to lead effective campus clubs um, at your school campus. This is um, a picture of our middle school club that we lead on Mondays um, at a public school every single week. And so I just wanted to start off by just sharing with you why I do this, like why I lead these campus clubs. Uh, in 2019, I was at our local high school um, setting up for our club that we do on Tuesdays after school. And I'm setting up in the cafeteria and a student walks by me and you know um, we do it every single week and so the, the students know that like this is like the Bible club like this is the Jesus club or whatever um, and so a student walks by me and he's like God doesn't exist and, and just keeps walking right past me and I turned around to him and I said what are you going to just drop a bomb like that and not have a conversation with me about this and he turns around and he's like like stunned like I would say anything to him like this deer in the headlights look and I'm like come back over here and let's have a conversation. Like, come over here. And he's like, like, what is happening? Um, and he comes over and he actually sits down with me and has a conversation. Uh, and so I asked him, why did you say that? Like, why do you think God doesn't exist? And um, with all the grace of a high school student, he's like, because I can't believe in God when priests rape little boys, right? And I'm like, all right, let's talk about the difference between a perfect God and people who claim they serve him, right? Let, let's talk about the, the, this difference and trying to explain this to him, trying to explain that God isn't about that. Like, that isn't what God's about. And uh, I invited him to stay for our club, and he did. Um, and then he came back the next week and came back the next week, and he, he just started coming regularly, even though he was pretty adamant to me that still God doesn't exist. You know, God doesn't exist. That He, he just kept telling me that. And one day, again... Uh, a few weeks late down the road, um, before the club, uh, I was having another one of these heart-to-heart conversations with him, and he's again telling me, you know, I just don't believe in God. I just can't believe in God. And then we got to the real heart of the matter. Um, after spending a few weeks of developing this relationship with him, I was like, so, so, you know, what is this? Why do you keep saying this? And he's like, a year ago, my mom died. And I can't believe in a God that could let that happen. And so I do these campus clubs for kids like Dominic, who has never came to my church, would never come to my youth group, but I got to be his youth pastor at a campus club. I do it for the eighth grade student who who can't even read at this middle school that I do this club for, but I got to tell him the story of David and Goliath for the first time. Like he'd never heard that story before. I do it for the special needs kid in our middle school who doesn't get to participate in the other clubs, but she gets to participate in our Bible club, right? I I do it for the, the little girl who would have never come to our youth group except that we invited her to come to our youth group. She got saved. I was able to baptize her and now she's a part of our youth ministry. I do it for the high school kid who I've known since he was in middle school and he came up to me in the cafeteria in tears because he's got involved with drugs and he didn't know where else to go but he came to me. This is why campus clubs are important because there are kids who would never come to my youth group. I get to be their youth pastor 
Mark Batterson says that the church should be in the middle of the marketplace. And for youth ministry, the marketplace is the school. Right? That's where the marketplace is, is in the midst of the school. And so I am so privileged and honored and thankful that um, we have a wide open door in our public middle school and our public high school to lead Bible clubs after school there um, in them. They just are saying, hey, you know what? Come in and do this. And and we're going to do it to the best of our ability. So um, my name is James. I'm the youth pastor at Painesville Assembly of God. And uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about how to lead effective campus clubs. I'll tell you right now that I don't, not an expert on this, I don't have any silver bullets. I, I don't know, um, you know, everything about this, but I'm just going to share with you what we do, and hopefully that helps you. So that's basically what this session is going to be. I just want to share with you a little bit about how we do our clubs and give you some three tips for if you are privileged to lead a campus club um, in a school, how you can do that as well. So let's jump right in. The first thing that I want to talk to you about is partnering with the school administration. Partnering with your school administration. They are not the enemy. Sometimes I think we think like, and I know going into this, I was like, you know, they're the enemy. They're going to try to keep me from preaching the gospel and I'm going to preach the gospel. And, and you know what I mean? Like, like they are the enemy and, and I'm going to work against them. They're trying to put all this red tape in my way from doing what I want to do, you know, um, but they're not the enemy. Uh, if, if we can partner with them and change our attitude and say, you know what, how can I come alongside you and how can I serve you? That's a better attitude and approach to take to with the school administration than, than saying, you know what, they're the enemy. Um, the, the rules that they've put in place have actually helped us. So they, they wanted, uh, our school um, wanted us to have permission slips um, so that they kn knew that parents were aware that their kids were staying after school for this club. And at first I was like, oh man, like red tape, like this is going to keep kids from being able to come. We're going to have to turn kids away if they don't have permission slips. Um, but I would actually tell you that our attendance went up in our clubs once we started requiring the permission slips. Because now parents were aware of it and parents are used to signing these permission slips for everything anyway for their kids. So it was not a hindrance to us at all. And so sometimes the rules that we think are barriers to like our effectiveness actually help us to, to minister effectively to these kids. And so um, partner with the administration. They are not your enemies. Uh, we have done things um, with our administration, with our school. Uh, we what we've done is, well, let me just go to the next point, um, it, which is do everything that they tell you. So my, my stance on this is that if I am so privileged and if they are open to me having a campus club at their public school, then I'm going to do what you tell me. You know, when, they, when they're like, hey, we need you to move out of the cafeteria because wrestling needs that and you got to move into the small art room. We're like, okay, yes, we'll do that. You know, um, we use a PA system with a microphone and so it can get kind of loud in, in a room, a big room with a bunch of middle schoolers and we've got music playing and, and you know, and, and our PA system. And I didn't realize this, but in one room that they were letting us use, um, the room adjacent was an office and there was actually somebody working in there 
and the, our principal came up to me and was like, hey, you know, you guys are a little bit loud and there's somebody working over there. I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I didn't realize somebody was working right there. We'll, we're going to turn it down. We're going to do everything that you guys tell us to do because you're letting us do this. So, like, whatever you want, we're going to do um, for you. And so we've developed this relationship with the school administration to where they're now, like, they invite us to come to their back-to-school night so that we can meet parents and hand out flyers and talk to kids. Um, our principal has given me the opportunity to speak in her new student and new parent orientation and just share about our club to, to you know, all of the new students and new parents in the school. Um, Taylor, my wife, and I, uh, we were... Um, chaperones on a field trip like the school was like hey we need some more chaperones and they asked us to do it we're like yep we'll do it like whatever we can do to help partner with our school administration um, to get in the door because uh, church should be in the middle of the marketplace and for youth ministry the marketplace is the school so whatever we can do we are going to do to partner with our administration and then we try to go above and beyond to do that and so uh, we have uh, some people in our church who really have bought into the vision of reaching our schools and ministering to students in our schools. And so we we don't do it alone. We have a team of volunteers who come along with us. And, and um, some of the people on our team have offered to buy pizzas for like the, the, all of the teachers in the school. And we brought in donuts for all of the teachers in the school. And so we've done things like that to just go above and beyond to just be like, hey, we love you guys. We love you. We're here for you. We're praying for you. Whatever you need, let us know because we want to partner with you. Um, uh, during uh, February for our club, we buy a bunch of flowers and we get little cards um, that say, uh, I forget what they say, something like, you're loved. Roses are red, violets are blue. Uh, yeah. Roses are red, violets are blue, Impact Club. Or we think Heritage is pretty. Heritage Middle School is pretty great. I don't even remember. But something like we love you, and then we take our the students from the club and after school, and we give them a flower and a card, and are like, we're gonna go and bless all of the teachers and the staff and give them a little flower and a little card. Um, and that's just something that we can do to just say we love you, we're thankful for you. We know that teachers have a difficult, difficult job, and uh, we just want to support them and come alongside them in that and partner. Um, with them and do our best to bless them. Um, so we try to go above and beyond to love and to bless um, our teachers and our faculty um, at our school. So what can you do? Here are some practical things that you can do even if you don't have a campus club right now in your school to help partner with your administration. Follow the school or the district on social media. Um, if your school district is anything like ours, they're posting like events, like the back to school nights, like um, different things in the park, like meet the team nights, um, different things that they're trying to do to raise money for the school or whatever. You can follow them on social media and then you kind of can get the rhythm of their calendar and just start showing up to stuff. Just start showing up, being involved, um, asking how you can help, how your church can partner and come alongside and help them. 
Um, getting donuts for the teachers is, is something that's actually not ridiculously expensive to do. Um, and if you have somebody in your church who really is bought into that vision of reaching your school and you can ask them, hey, would you come alongside our church and we want to just bless our teachers with some donuts one morning and just show up and do that. And then send an email to the principal. Just reach out to your school principal and just say, hey, I'm a youth leader in our area. Um, and I just wanted to say, I think you're doing a great job. I love you. We're praying for you. And if you need anything, um, I'm here to help, you know, um, and that would be awesome. So obviously COVID has affected our ability to do campus clubs, right? Uh, we last March were just, you know, schools closed and no more club. And ever since schools have been opened in our area, volunteers like us haven't been allowed to be in the building. So I wanted to keep that connection and that relationship with our school. So what I've been doing is every single week I've been emailing our principal. Just, hey, um, we love you. We're praying for you. I know that what you're doing is difficult. I know you're getting hit from all different angles and directions because you're doing hybrid school and things are crazy in the schools right now. Um, and so I just want you to know that we think you're doing a great job. We love you. We're here for you. And if you need anything, we're here. And so I just send this email like every week. Just we're here. We're here. We're here. If you need anything, if you need anything, if you need anything. Um, most of the time, she's just responding like, thank you for your prayers. Keep continuing to pray for us. You know, we need that. And, and then uh, one week, um, she emailed me back. She's like, you know what? There is something that you could do. I was like, great. You know, what can we do? Um, she said that COVID has caused a lot of anxiety and a lot of stress on their students, on the families, on their teachers. Um, and so she said, you know, I'd like to include a short encouraging word in um, our weekly newsletter that goes out to families and students, our families and um, faculty and staff. And would you just write that for me and I'll include it in our newsletter. I'm like, yes, I'll write it for you. Like I'll write a Bible verse in one or two sentences about it and you can put it in your public school newsletter that goes out to all 650 families in our community. You know what I mean? Like it's just incredible that God is still opening these doors for us to be able to minister um, even in the midst of COVID. And that's because uh, we're just saying, you know, we're here. We're here. What can we do? How can we help? Um, and, and so partnering with the administration is so important. That's the first thing that I want to talk to you about. The second thing is promotion. So if you ever have the opportunity to have um, a club on campus, promotion is so important. And uh, this is something that I've had to learn uh, to do because for our first couple years, I, was, I totally relied on flyers and PA, like announcements over the PA system and, you know, like some flyers in the office and just being at the back to school night. And I thought, you know what, like that's enough. Um, but after a couple years of doing that, I, I said, you know what, we need to we need to do something a little bit more. So I decided that I, I want to talk to every single student on our middle school campus. I want every single one of our middle school students, about 650 of them, I want them all to know what Impact Club is all about. That's the name of our club, Impact. I want them all to know what this club is, why we do it, where it is, and how they can get involved and join. Um, so that's what I set out to do. Um, I made a plan. I said, all right, 
we're going to launch our club on the fourth week of school. So for the first three weeks, I'm going to spend one day a week in the cafeteria lunchroom, and I'm going to talk to every single student in that lunchroom. Um, and so I, I wanted to go into the cafeteria and do this. Now, I know cafeterias can be a scary and frightening place, right? can bring back bad memories of high school, you know? Um, and they actually, they, they can be frightening, but uh, you just got to go up there and, and to just talk with them. You know, um, I, I, I like to tell uh, our adult leaders in our youth ministry that we win when you have a meaningful conversation with a student. Like when you have a meaningful conversation with a student, that's how we win. And we describe meaningful conversations as incarnational conversations. In the incarnation, Jesus came into our world. And so when we're having a meaningful conversation with a student, we enter into their world and are able to have a conversation with them. So what I do in the lunchroom is I'll go up to a table of middle schoolers, and if there's a seat open, I'll just plop myself down there, and I just start talking to them. How's the food? Do you guys like the cafeteria food here? Most of them are like, no, this is terrible. Like, this is garbage. I talk to them about, like, what was your last class? Like, what class was everybody in? What class did you guys come from? What class are you going to? Uh, if they're wearing sports uniforms and jerseys, I ask them about how their season's going. You, you know, I just try to enter into their world and have a conversation with them. That lasts about 30 seconds. Uh, yeah, and then I just move into promotion about our club. I say, have you guys heard about Impact Club? Um, if not, here's what it is. Impact Club is an after-school club that we do on Mondays for one hour, and we do three things at this club. We eat free food, we play a fun game, and we learn about how the Bible helps us make an impact in our school and in our community. And that's my pitch every single time. Um, so, uh, here, here's what I suggest. Learn the lunch schedule. Learn the schedule of your lunches. Our middle school, uh, they have six different lunch periods. They do them for like 18 to 20 minutes each. They divide each grade into two sections, and they only use half of the cafeteria every single time. Um, because they they used to do three lunch shifts, but there's too many fights breaking out in the middle of lunch when they did that. So they're trying to limit the number of kids in the cafeteria at a time. So I know that there are, they use two rows of tables in every single lunch shift. So I know that one week that I'm there, I'm going to hit this side of the tables because in 20 minutes, that's, that's all that I can hit. And then the next week, I'm going to hit this side of tables. And I make sure that I hit every single table so that I'm talking to every single student. So learning the lunch schedule is important. Making a plan to hit every table. And then I bring enough papers and handouts uh, for every single student um, that we're going to see. This is, and I've got copies for you guys if you want to take these. Um, this is the letter that I say, this is for your parents. They have to sign this in order for you to come to our club. So I'm going to be back in the cafeteria next week. You can bring it to me then, or you, the office will hold on to it if you drop it off in the office. So uh, I give them that. I tell them, if you ride your bus, you will miss your bus if you come to the club, right? You will miss your bus. So we will offer you a ride home from the club, but you have to fill out, have your parents fill out this form. 
This is our transportation release form. This is a lot more detailed because we're actually driving the students in our van. And so we need to make sure that we have this type of information. And then finally, I give them one of these cards. Actually, we have them all stapled together. Um, but I give them one of these cards. I'm like, this is for you. This is a reminder about where our club is, when it is, so that you can be there. Um, and so I try to have enough papers for all of, our, all, all of the students. Um, we get info to the parents, right? Get info to the parents because I don't want the kid to, uh, a middle school kid to come home from school and be like, there was this guy in the cafeteria and he wanted me to stay after school and mom, can I stay after school? It's like, well, that's kind of weird, right? Um, so, so I want to get information to parents so that they know, okay, this is a school sanctioned event. Like this is legit. My seventh grader isn't just making up some weird story so that they can stay after school. Um, so getting info to parents is important and then crafting your pitch. So like I said, um, my pitch is we eat free food, we play a fun game, we learn about how the Bible helps us make an impact in our schools and in our communities. And what I do is I don't leave anything out of that pitch. I don't leave it out. Um, thankfully, our administration, we're just up front. They know that we're a Bible club. Like they know about it and they're okay with it. And so I have that freedom to be able to say, we learn about how the Bible helps us make an impact in our schools and our communities. I'm going to be honest with you. At first I was kind of like, all right, how much do I share with the students? Like, like, cause I want them to come to the club. So, so am I going to like tell them like, this is straight up a Bible club or do I want them to just come and find out? What I've learned is that it's, that students aren't weirded out by this right? They are not weirded out. They're not afraid. This isn't something that like freaks them out. Why? Because I think that Gen Z, they are spiritual without no, having a relationship with Jesus. They're not afraid of spiritual things. It doesn't freak them out. It doesn't weird them out. They just don't have that relationship with Jesus. I was in the cafeteria one time and uh, I said, we eat free food, we play a fun game, we learn about how the Bible helps us make an impact in our schools and communities. And one boy was like, I, I carry a Bible around in my backpack everywhere I go. I was like, cool, man, that's awesome. He was like, yeah, I, I keep it there for protection. I was like, okay. He was like, yeah, protection from like evil spirits and stuff. And I was like, all right, that, that, okay. And, and, and I was like, have you ever read it? He's like, no. I said, it's not going to protect you if you don't read it. <laughs> right? It's not going to protect you. So, so they're not weirded out by this. This isn't like strange to them. They're spiritual. They just don't have a relationship with Jesus. They know that there's something beyond just the physical. They know that there's something beyond them. They just don't know what that is. And they need guidance and they need direction and they need the Word of God. And so don't be afraid about this. There are very, very few times when a student's like, oh, my parents are atheists and so I'm not coming. There are very, very few times when that happens. There's like one or two students a year that, that, that I get that for. Most of them, Bible, okay, cool. Where, where do I go? You know, you, know? Um, you said there's going to be food and games? Sign me up. Like, like it, it doesn't matter. Um, and I, I don't want to trick students into coming. I, I want to be upfront about it because I don't want them to come to the club and be like, oh, this is church? Like, I'm out of here. You know, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want church. Um, I want them to be, I want to be upfront with them because also that's the first conversation that I'm having with many of them, and this is relationship building. And so uh, oftentimes I say, we got free food, and that's where I get them, get them right? Because they're, they're, a lot of times they're coming for the food, but the reason they stay is because they build a relationship with myself and with the members of our team.
Like we build relationships with these kids and that's why they're coming back. And, and so if I'm... If, if they feel like I'm tricking them or trying to deceive them up front with the first thing that I'm saying, then I'm not doing a good job of building that relationship. I'm not connecting with them in that first time, and they feel like I've deceived them, and, and so that, that's just a mess. So I feel like um, that I shouldn't try to trick them into coming. So this is, this is just what we do at our club. I just want to share with you what we do. Uh, it feels a little bit like a youth service and a little bit not like a youth service. So we do music. We um, blast music down the hallways uh, after school. Our school does a graduated dismissal, which is important to know because not all the classes get out at the same time. So at first we're like, oh, some of the classes are letting out. Like, let's just blast music down the hall. And then I got teachers coming to be like, hey, you need to turn that off. Like, we're still in the middle of class. And I'm like, what? There's kids out here. Like, but they do a graduated dismissal because of the amount of fights that happen at our school. Again, they're trying to release the kids in, you know, a few at a time, a few classes at a time so that, you know, there's not just mass chaos. Um, so we've had to learn to know, all right, this is when we can play our music. It's safe to play our music at this time. Um, so we play music, and that gives me the opportunity in the cafeteria to say, have you heard the music blasting on Mondays after school? Just follow the music, and you'll be able to find us. Like, just follow the music, and you'll be able to find us. So we play, like, Lecrae and NF and things that, you know, you probably play before a youth service. Uh, and like I mentioned, we do ha have food. We do offer food. We think that that's an important draw. Um, at our high school club, which is a little bit smaller, we do simple as like little bag of chips and a drink or whatever, or some cookies and a drink. You know, you just something simple and something small. Um, and, and then sometimes we do more like some frozen food from Sam's Club that we can heat up in the oven or even pizza um, at, at some time. So, so you know, food is, it, 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 I think it's important to have the food, but you know, what you have is, is based on what type of resources you have. Um, then we do a game. Again, simple, goofy youth ministry type game. Like that one with the um, hula hoops. And like that would be awesome. For, uh, we should do that in the club. Like they would love that in our club. Uh, I try to involve as many kids as possible into the game. And if I can't involve all of them doing something, then we'll do like boys versus girls. Or something that gets the ones who are not involved up front that they're like invested somehow into the game so that they can um, like cheer cheer them on um, and so that that's fun the devotion time so this is uh, this is where I've had to learn and I've had to grow our volunteers in this um, area of the devotion uh, so when we first get get there and you're interacting with the kids and you're talking to them and they're swearing all the time and they're talking these are unchurched kids right they're talking about having sex they're talking about fights that they've got in they're talking about stealing stuff they're talking about cheating on their test like they're talking about all these things so your initial reaction is to get up in front of them and be like stop being so bad right like be good y you know um, but that's not my job like, I don't want bad kids to become good kids. I want kids to be transformed by the gospel and the power of Jesus. Right? And, and so I had volunteers who are, like, talking about drugs and, and talking about, you, you know what I mean? Like, all of these different things. And, and I'm thinking, you know, their teachers are telling them to not do drugs. They're, they're having seminars about how they shouldn't be a bully, how they shouldn't be into fights and stuff. And guess what? It's not working. 
It's not working. They're still doing it. Why? Because they're not transformed by the power of Jesus. Because it's Jesus that's going to transform them and change them. So in my 5 to 15 minutes, whatever time that we have for the devotion time, I'm not going to waste it telling them, don't be bad kids. I'm going to say, here's how much Jesus loves you. He went to the cross for you. And I'm going to tell them these Bible stories about David and Goliath, about Joseph, but I'm going to always tell it in such a way that I'm bringing the gospel message, the message that we're broken. Jesus came because of our brokenness. He took our brokenness upon himself, and then he died, and three days later he rose, and you can have forgiveness, and you can be whole, and you can have peace, and you can be restored, and you can be transformed, and you can have new life, but it takes surrender to him. And so I'm not going to try to waste my time trying to tell these kids to be good kids. I'm not going to try to waste my time saying stop swearing and talk about the tongue or whatever because first they need Jesus. First they need Jesus. And that's the number one thing that I try to do with these kids is just Jesus, 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 Jesus over and over and over again. We're going to talk about Jesus. And it's amazing, these kids' reactions and, and some of the responses that we get back. I remember I was talking about Joseph, the story of Joseph one time to the kids. And again, these kids have never heard these stories before. It's just incredible. Like, I love unchurched kids because when I'm, you're talking about Joseph to church kids, they're like, oh, I've heard the story like a thousand times, like whatever. But when I'm talking to unchurched kids, they're like, like sitting on the edge of their seat, like what's going to happen, right? And, and um, so I'm talking about Joseph and I get to the point in the story when the brothers are coming to Egypt because of the famine and they need food and, and Joseph's in charge in Egypt. And I'm like, and the brothers came to Egypt and guess what Joseph did? And all the kids are like, they, he killed them. He killed them. And they're like, what? And I'm like, no. <laughs> he forgave them. He forgave them. And it's just so counter to the culture that they are a part of forgiveness, grace, mercy, love. They don't understand any of this stuff. They don't get it. I remember another time I was, um, I asked the question, it's always, it, expect the unexpected when you ask questions, right? So uh, I asked the question, I said, I said, um, if you knew, like 100%, if you knew that there were some people who were going to cause harm or were going to hurt somebody else, what would you do? And the overwhelming response was nothing. They, they probably got that coming to them. Snitches get stitches. Like, I ain't saying nothing. Like, nah, nothing, nothing. And I'm just like blown away by this response. And it really derailed everything that I was going because I was not expecting that response. I was trying to lead them, you know, in a certain direction, in a certain way. But these are the type of kids that we get the opportunity to minister in the campus clubs. And that's why I'm always going to talk about Jesus. I'm always going to share Jesus because that's the only way that their lives are going to be changed and transformed is Jesus. So, um, and then we offer the rides for our students' home uh, because, like I said, our students... Uh, because they stay for our club, they miss the bus. 
and um, we realized about a third of our students we get we get because we're offering the ride home. So um, it's a big percentage of our students, and we take our church vans and we make sure that we have two adults in each van, um, and we go and we take our students the students home afterward. Um, as long as they fill out the transportation paper, we need that. The school is okay with us doing it as long as we provide them with a list of names for each week that we've taken home, so that in case a parent calls and they're like, "Where's my kid?" You know, we're driving them home. So we leave a list of names in the office, and that's. Has, that has worked well for us and uh, we take them home because they do miss their bus and um, I'll tell you some of the best conversations that we can have with the students are in the van going home we can connect with them we can talk with them on more of a one-to-one -one basis you know in, instead of in the club where there's tons of them and that's where we can invite them to church that's where we can talk to them about Jesus and talk to them about their home situation and talk to them about their life and really really connect and develop with them so that's what we do um, for our campus clubs like I said COVID has derailed us um, recently we haven't been able to get back uh, we're hoping that in the fall we'll be able to get back to doing a uh, club. And we do one on Mondays in our middle school and Tuesdays after school in our high school. So that's what I have. Uh, does anybody have any questions? Yeah, um, the, the, the atmosphere is we need help. Like, like seriously, that's what it is. Like, um, in 2019, in the fall when we were launching our club, for the first four weeks of school, they didn't have a single day where there wasn't a fight at school for four weeks. And so, like, they're basically like, we need help. You know, um, it's it's a school where uh, all of the kids get free lunches because of the percentage of poverty in, in our community. Um, they, they are required to wear dress code at the school. Even though it's a public school, they do have a dress code because they're just trying to keep things uniform. They're trying to keep these kids in line. Like I said, they do the, the, the shorter lunches. They do graduated dismissal. They're doing everything that they can to keep these kids from fighting, to keep these kids from drugs. To keep the, they do um, the high school offers free drug testing for the kids. Um, so that they can have a card to be able to like show employers that because the employers are like, oh, you go to that school, you probably do drugs, like. But then they can be like, no, like, look, I was drug tested. Um, so like, this is the this is the atmosphere. They're they're not the administration is not uh, Christians. Some teachers um, at our school are believers, and they come up to us and have told us that. But the administration is not. They're just like. Hey, you want to help and love on these kids who are underprivileged, who come from horrible home situations and bad backgrounds? Like, we need help. Yeah, come in um, and help us out. Yeah, so, no, um, they're not Christian, but that's kind of the atmosphere. Yeah. Where do you get funding for all the things that you guys do? Uh, our church. Yeah. Um, so, we, we get funding um, for, our, for our clubs from our church and from 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 some individuals in our church who have just really bought into the vision and who are just like 
what you they think what we're doing is awesome and so we're gonna um give that and our church board and just everybody on our church has just really bought into that vision of reaching our schools and so uh, they give us the funding to be able to uh, purchase the food that that's like the biggest expense is the food um, and so they give us the funding to be able to do that and then we roll with it but yeah our funding comes primarily from our church Yeah, good question. Something that we haven't figured out yet. So the question is, how can we keep these kids involved and how can we reach out to them um, in the midst of COVID? And that has been a real struggle for us. Uh, So um, the first thing is, like I said, I'm emailing the principal every week and I'm trying to stay connected with her. I reached out to the school in the very beginning of when the schools were shut down. Um, and I talked to our pastor and I said, hey, uh, we've got all this empty space in our church building uh, you know, throughout the week. Could we open up our these classrooms to kids to come in, bring their Chromebooks and have internet access to be able to do their homework and, and like and like be able to do that. Um, and he was like, yeah, let's do it. So so I reached out to the school and I was like, hey, we want to just provide our facility. We'll give free internet access. Um, you, you can bring in tutors. We can ask for volunteers. Like, we'll work with you, whatever it is. And they were like, unfortunately, the the school board has said there can be no gatherings like no gatherings at all even off-site and so unfortunately uh, though there were other other schools who had no and other churches who have done things like that our school district was just no we can't do that and so that was kind of a bummer so really it was it it has been really challenging a lot of prayer um, for these kids um, and a a trickle of them like one or two come to our youth ministry from our clubs and so we're able to connect with them um for our youth ministry we also do transportation so we have our vans go and pick students up and bring them mainly those kids from from our clubs we offer them a ride to church on on wednesdays and uh, so we've recently in the last couple weeks at our church we've just started that back up being able to bring kids from those so we're hoping that now we'll be able to have some type of connection back with them um now but yeah it's been really really hard yeah do you have any social media that they can follow to see what you guys are doing or? we do um we so we just started like right before well, that, that 2019 school year, 2019-2020, uh, we started an Impact Club Instagram, and we were trying to get the kids on there and follow it and to, you know, just so that we could, you know, basically keep connection with them. Uh, and so we do have that. I will say that I haven't been so great at, like, posting on there and, like, keeping up with it um, because we've been mainly focused on our other our main youth ministry account and we try to get them to follow that one too but it's you know it's hard and it's a challenge but yeah that's kind of how it's been any other questions
Yeah, so um, there is uh, the way that our city is divided. There's one middle school and one high school and three elementary schools. And uh, I don't have the bandwidth to do another club in an elementary school. Um, but there is a lady from another, a different church of ours. Um, actually, our volunteer team um, has been made up of people from multiple churches in our community coming together and doing this. Um, but there's another lady from a different church who does lead a similar type club at one of those ele three elementary schools that we are loosely partnered with and, and connect with. Yeah. And so she tries to direct and send the kids like, hey, when you're going into middle school, there's another club that's like ours. It's called Impact Club. And then, um, so I've been leading the club at the middle school. I led, I've led for four years. The one at the high school, I've led for two. And before that, we were directing them to the people at the high school. But then the, the people who were doing the high school, they could no longer do it. So they asked me if I would step in and do that. So. I uh, have stepped in and, and led the high school group. So we're trying to, yeah, to get that going where we have it in the elementary school and the middle school and in the high school. But I will say that at least right now, uh, the, our middle school one is the one that really is, we have the most kids and the most attendance. Um, the elementary, they have like four or five kids. The high school, we get 10, 15 students. And the middle school, uh, the last couple of years, we've had over 60 kids in our club. Yeah. In our area, we only have an elementary program, release time Bible, and the kids can walk to our church during recess if they choose and have permission. That's awesome. Um, but we don't have anything for middle school and high school. And I'm a middle school teacher at a Christian school. Sure. So I get those kids all day. Right. Yeah, cool. Uh, does anybody know when the session is supposed to be over? Or when the next one is? Because I don't want to hold you. 11.15? All right, so I'll just take a couple more minutes um, to just share with you kind of the genesis of our clubs, um, if in case you were wondering about, like, how this came about. So um, the clubs were actually started before I... Uh, took the position at our church. They were already there. It was a, wasn't started by our church. It was started by a different church in our community. Um, they started the club at the high school first, and uh, it's the club at the high school has been there for something like ten, over over a decade. Um, and the the person who was the principal at our middle school, she was the assistant principal at the high school, and she saw the high school club and how well it was doing. And so when she became the principal at the middle school, she approached the, the church who was doing that club and said, hey, I want this at the middle school. Um, and so that's how we got involved, how our church got involved was it was that church was like, all right, we're doing the one at the high school. I'm not sure if we can, you know, do this one at the middle school. So they reached out to us and then we were able to get involved with the middle school um, and to do that. But if, if you are, you know, if your youth ministry of your church is like, this is something that we want to invest time in energy and volunteers into doing a club like this or something, um, I would suggest to you to just partner with the administration. Um, 
love on the administration, ask how you can help, build relationships um, with the people in the administration, and then ask them, hey, you know, we'd like to do this club. We think it would help be a benefit to your school and to your students. And uh, if they say no, then keep <laughs> loving on them and keep building the relationship. Um, and another way that you can get involved with your schools is through FCA. So a lot of schools have Fellowship of Christian Athletes programs um, in the schools. And if they already have that, then usually it's led by a teacher or a coach or somebody that's already there. And you can get involved and plugged in and, and maybe help with them. Because I'm sure if, if you knew who that person was and you're like, hey, you know, I can help you out. I'm sure they'd be like, yes, please come and, and help, help me out because uh, doing things like this is a lot of work. And, and so uh, that's how I would say that those are some good ways to get your foot in the door into the school system. Cool. So if anybody uh, has any more questions or just wants to stay and talk, um, I'd be happy to. But otherwise, you guys can feel free to go and use the bathroom and hang out. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if you want to, you can come up and grab some of this papers and information as well. Uh, we have a big Spanish population in our city, so we have one of them um, in Spanish, uh, one of them in English, and our transportation form in that. So thank you guys for coming and for interacting and for uh, being a part of this. Cool.